Hello, everybody. You're listening to episode 34 of the HeyCast, the number one gaming podcast in our hearts. Uh, as those of you that are listening or watching the video version, you can probably tell this is a little bit different than than usual. Usually the, the podcast involves a few of us. It's a multi-person podcast, and usually we're having a bit of a discussion on the different topics that we're talking about, but we have a bit going on right now, and so right now I'm just doing kind of like this little impromptu sort of version of the podcast where it's just me right now. And it's not going to be a very long podcast. I only really have two major topics that I feel like talking about. So we're not really going to have like a a big discussion on stuff that we've been doing or anything. It's just going to be straight into some of the stories that we have and then my sort of thoughts on them. Again, it's going to be a bit different than what we're used to. It's going to be shorter than what we're used to. So let's go ahead and get right into this. The first thing I have going on, the the first thing that's been going on that you've probably already heard about is the Ninja situation. Ninja has recently just left Twitch uh, as part of an exclusivity deal where he's streaming exclusively on Mixer now. And some of you may have heard of Mixer. Mixer has been kind of like the the competitor to Twitch, but it hasn't really been much of a competitor. It's been kind of flying under people's radars recently or, or for a while. And um, not a lot of people have really made it that big of a thing. I, I did hear of some smaller streamers moving over to Mixer because Twitch has been getting a lot of negative PR as of recently. Um, One of the big things that's been happening that you've probably already heard about was the whole Alinity situation, how she tossed the cat and there was like this whole animal abuse sort of debate that was going on. PETA was involved as well, although personally I don't really trust anything that PETA says, but I watched the clip and a lot of people have watched the clip and there's been a lot of criticism over what Alinity has been doing. And then there was criticism coming from Twitch about whether or not Alinity should be banned and then people criticizing them for not banning Alinity because she was breaking terms of service stuff. And and people that... I had even heard of some situations where people were just playing clips of the Alinity thing and then getting banned for it. I don't know 100% on the validity of this, but it is something that I was hearing about. But yeah, the whole Alinity situation was like a big thing that was going on and and Twitch hadn't been getting some bad P, uh, had been getting some bad PR. Uh, there was also like a lot of double standards that people had been talking about regarding Twitch with like who they ban and and why they ban them and things like that. <clears throat> And so it hasn't been looking good for Twitch, and, and a lot of smaller streamers had been moving over to Mixer. And now Mixer has become a much bigger thing with with this Ninja situation because now he is going to be streaming exclusively on Mixer. And this is this is huge. This is a big blow to Twitch because Ninja is literally the biggest streamer out there. And then also it just looks bad on their part. And then now Twitch has a major competitor to them where it wasn't really quite as big as it was until now. And so in response to the announcement, uh, also um, Ninja did show, did put out this little video. It's a, it's a cute little kind of silly video um, announcing the, the whole situation. And then Justin Khan, who's who is the co-founder of Twitch, put out this tweet. Uh, it's not really like a big tweet, but it kind of makes light of the whole situation. And people are also saying like it's kind of making fun of uh, of of Ninja in a way. But I, I think it's more just poking fun at the whole situation. And and this isn't really a good look for you, 
uh, to be honest. And then there was a whole lot of other stuff as well. Uh, sorry, I just got to kind of look at my notes over here so I can uh, make my, uh, get my thoughts together uh, and everything. But there was also this tweet. Um, so it looks like Twitch made a bit of, was having a bit of a tantrum after the whole thing was announced. And so Jeff Saxton tweeted out this tweet saying, so after Ninja left uh, Twitch to join Mixer today, Twitch has removed his verification status within an hour of his announcement. Wow, a little salty, I guess. And I'm not really entirely convinced that this is exactly true. I mean, yes, there's the picture and everything and, and, uh, and, the, t- and the tweet, but I don't think this is really exactly a tantrum per se, because if you do go to Ninja's Twitch right now, if I can pull it up, Ninja Twitch, I had it open earlier and then I closed it. But if you go to his Twitch page right now, you can see here Ninja, the Ninja you're looking for is in another castle. Check out these popular live channels. Um, I think this has more to do with the fact that he is exclusive to Mixer now. And so he won't be streaming on Twitch anymore, which is why they took out the verification status. But other people are taking it a different way, saying saying that the, this is Twitch throwing a bit of a tantrum because PewDiePie, who streams on three different platforms, still has his ver- Twitch verification badge. But again, I don't think that is entirely on like a thing about Twitch throwing a tantrum. I think it is more just Ninja is now exclusive to Mixer. So there's no reason for him to have that Twitch verification badge anymore. And so, and then now you have like this announcement here because he's not going to be streaming on Twitch anymore. So I take that whole situation with a bit of a grain of salt. Um, What I, what I will make a big deal out of is this recent controversy that came out at the same time as the Ninja announcement and this is being treated as Twitch's response to Ninja leaving. I, I, I think that's just kind of some clickbaity bullshit uh, that people are putting out. But it did happen at the same time. So Twitch is, is now allowing breastfeeding streams on their platform. And this whole thing was kind of... Um, this whole thing was kind of spurred by this streamer name that goes by Heather Defect. Uh, so she tweeted out saying, we did it at Twitch just confirmed what we were saying all along. Breastfeeding is not sexual and it is not against TOS. More of the story, never back down for the things you believe in, regardless of the backlash you receive. You can make a difference. Hashtag normalize breastfeeding. Uh, basically, what happened was she was streaming on Twitch and she was breastfeeding her her baby. A little bit of nipple got shown. Uh, from what I understand, I haven't actually watched the clip or anything. And so Twitch removed the clip of that stream. Uh, and so she emailed Twitch and then Twitch uh, responded back with this message, if I can even open this up, but basically saying adult nudity. And in this case, there was a brief moment of under question. So the clip was removed at the time. It was difficult a difficult position for a safety ops admin to put in during a review of an incident that has not previously occurred on Twitch. I hope there is some understanding in that regard. After further discussion between partnerships, safety ops, and trust and safety, there is alignment between all teams that breastfeeding is not and will not be against the TOS. As you so eloquently put it, breastfeeding is not lewd, and we agree with you. Twitch community guidelines will need to be updated to provide a level of transparency, which will take time, but I can assure it's on the agenda, yada, yada, yada. This is, this is an interesting situation because... 
I have, oops, excuse me. I have no problems with breastfeeding and I have no issues with people breastfeeding in public. I can understand why people do have issues with it. This is a bit different though, because when you are streaming on Twitch, you are broadcasting to hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, depending on the size of your, your, your channel. So you're broadcasting to all these people. I don't think you need to be breastfeeding during this. You are kind of making like this big public situation. Um, and also Twitch is kind of seen primarily as a platform for gaming. And IRL streaming has definitely gotten a lot bigger than it used to be. And I'm totally okay with that. This is the direction that Twitch wants to go. But again, the difference between breastfeeding in public and breastfeeding on Twitch is on Twitch, you're broadcasting yourself to thousands of viewers and if you need to breastfeed your kid, you can just kind of stop the stream for a few minutes and you can just do that. And um, or you could you could censor yourself. I don't know. Um, it's pretty easy to censor yourself live on stream and everything. But yeah, if you if you need to breastfeed, you can do all that. And I don't think this is really particularly a case of normalizing breastfeeding. I think there's some sort of ulterior motive kind of going on. And I, I mean, I can't speak for them specifically, but. You're on Twitch, and and Twitch has become kind of synonymous with these titty titty streamers, you know. Um, and I think this is really more of a situation of exploiting your child and exploiting this whole normalizing breastfeeding thing in order to get more clicks and more views and things like that. And I, 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 I don't think that this is a case of normalizing breastfeeding because I, I, I don't think that you should be breastfeeding on stream while you're broadcasting. People don't generally breastfeed on television. Yes, there are there are shows and sometimes they'll they'll have those scenes in there and everything. Um but they don't make like a big deal out of it. And and this is kind of making a whole big deal out of it. Uh but yeah, let me let me know you what you think about this in the comments. I'd be interested interested to hear your perspectives. If you if you think this is a if you think this is cool, if you think that you should be allowed to do this, if you think that this is a case of trying to, you know, uh, make breastfeeding more of a normalized thing, then let me know why. Let me know your thoughts in the comments because I'd be interested to hear your perspective as well. Um, but yeah, that aside, this next thing that I have going on here was um, a situation of Epic Game exclusivity. And this is something that I've talked about on the channel pretty often. And I am all for, you know, paying the developers and, you know, giving the developers a bigger cut and things like that. And I think uh, and I can understand why a lot of indie developers would want to move over to Epic Store exclusivity in order to fund their games because indie developers are definitely scraping by uh, financially in these situations. But here's a case of how you should not announce your Epic Store exclusivity. So there's this game called Ooblets um, that is coming out. And it's it's made by a couple of indie devs, two, two people specifically. Um, and this was, um, this was something. This was definitely something. What happened was when, when they announced their Epic Store exclusivity for this game, they did it in a way that was rather condescending to... The community to the the gaming community um, and sort of like the backlash that has been going on with uh, Epic Store exclusivity in general. Um, so if you go here to their blog post, and they announced this on Twitter as well, uh, if you go to the Ooblets blog post, 
you'll you'll see you'll be met with uh, the title. We did the thing, and a pic, um, a gif uh, of one of the characters doing a doing the Fortnite dance, the flossing dance. Um, and then it starts off with everyone keeps talking about this epic thing. So we thought we'd see what it's all about. Here's what these fo- epic folks are doing. First, they teach every kid in the world these obnoxious dances, and now they're offending. They're offering funding to game developers in exchange for PC exclusivity on their game store. This is exactly what Mark's warned us about. Just imagine if other companies got got it in their head to offer funding in exchange for exclusives. What'd be next? Game consoles paying for games to be exclusive on their consoles. Netflix, Netflix paying for exclusive shows. Newspapers paying for exclusive articles. It'd be some sort of late capitalist dystopia. Uh... So yeah, you can already kind of get the tone of this whole blog post from just the beginning few paragraphs. Um, And then it goes on and say, okay, goofing aside, yes, we've signed with Epic for PC launch exclusivity. It's incredible news for us, and I'm hoping you can all be excited about it too. We asked Epic if we could talk frankly about the situation, and they were like, whatever. So here's a bit of insight into what this all means and why we did it. Who is Epic and what are you talking about? Epic is a company that makes the Unreal Game Engine, a bunch of popular games including Fortnite and the Epic Games Store. EGS is a PC game distribution platform like Steam, Origin, uh, Itch.io, and uh, GOG Galaxy. Epic paying for PC exclusives has become the latest thing gamers have gotten angry about, which I'll talk more about a bit further down. This last one specifically kind of makes light about the whole Epic Games... uh, um, situation and like the animosity that a lot of gamers have been directing towards these exclusives. What it means for Ooblets. Ooblets will be launching on PC through Epic Game Store. We won't be selling the game on other PC stores for a pretty long while. That's the exclusivity bit. We'll still be launching on Xbox One. The Epic exclusivity is just limited to PC. We've got some cash money up front from the deal so we can make the game we want. We always wanted with fewer compromises. Um, this last one, I'm totally okay with like you, you, again, indie developers are scraping by and they need more money. But when you kind of attack your community in like this condescending way, it starts to get a little bit of it. It starts to become a little bit of an issue. Um, this is where it starts to get a little bit, a little bit worse. Over here, what it means for you. You will have to install Epic Game Store if you want to buy Ooblets on PC. I know that's asking a lot, but I believe in you and your ability to download a free thing and create a user account. If you haven't already done so to play Fortnite, which I know you have, this again really makes light of some of the issues that people have with the Epic Game Store. And then it also creates this sort of condescending tone that a lot of people are upset about. If you're trying to release a game if you're trying to get people to support you you don't particularly want to attack your audience you know what i mean but yeah here like i said it's kind of making light of the argument against the epic game store the epic game store i've talked about this again a lot on the channel but it is lacking in a lot of features that steam has there's stuff like the lack of being able the lack of uh audience reviews um the lack there's just a lot of features that it doesn't have that steam has and we'll talk a bit more about this a little bit down the line as well but one of the big ones is because there's no reviews there's there's not really much of a way to kind of gauge whether or not you you get like kind of a a preliminary uh, gauge of whether or not you want to buy the game 
So yeah, going on, why do we do this? So we had a big decision to make and we didn't take it lightly. Because Epic doesn't yet have the same market share as their competitors, they offered us a minimum guarantee on sales that would match what we'd want we what we'd be wanting to earn if we were just selling ooblets across all the stores. That takes a huge burden of uncertainty off of us because now we know that no matter what, the game won't fail and we won't be forced to move back in with our parents, but we do love and appreciate you parents. Now, we can stop uh, now we can just focus on making the game without worrying about keeping the lights on the upfront money they're providing means we'll be able to afford more help and resources to start ramping up production and doing some cooler things if they had just led up, led with this and then nothing else people would be totally okay i'm pretty sure yes epic store exclusivity kind of sucks for uh consumers um, and yes, you're still going to get some people that are being like, oh, no, I, I don't want this. I want this on Steam and everything. And and there are definitely still valid reasons for wanting it to be on Steam, such as uh, uh, support for a larger variety of currency as Epic Game Store does not uh, does not accept uh, a cert- certain types of currency. And that is a really big issue. But yeah, if they had just led with this, I'm pretty sure people would understand because yes, these are indie developers. A lot of the hate, a lot of the anger that's been directed towards the Epic Game Store lately has been because A, they were games that did not need to take the deal because they were funded by uh, large companies that had plenty of money and, and they had no reason, no need for the upfront money that the Epic Game Store was offering to developers. Or B... It was funded through crowdfunding, and again, they didn't really need to take this money. And also, when you're doing it through crowdfunding and things like that, there's a certain level of expectancy from the developers because you have an obligation to the people that funded your game and to your community. Or C, the developers confirmed that they weren't going to be doing partaking in Epic Store exclusivity, and then they went behind their backs and said, "Sorry." We're doing this now all of a sudden. But if you weren't if if you were a if you were a game that wasn't already expecting uh, that people weren't already like kind of expecting uh um uh it to be on Steam or or, or, or something like that. And, and people were expecting this game to be on Steam and everything. But if you are an indie developer and you were just transparent with everything and you were you were communicating with your community in a way that wasn't condescending towards them people would understand because we as gamers, we understand that in develop, indie developers are scraping by. But yeah, it, it does. <laughs> this, this whole thing does start to get a bit worse because if you scroll down a bit, you'll, 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 you'll see this part. Um, angry, angry at Epic, us, the world. We're aware of the backlash that's been hitting games that sign with Epic. I don't expect much of our uniquely loving community to fit into this weird anti-epic contingent, but I figured I sh- I'd share our thoughts and have an open conversation about the issues. I read through all the arguments against epic, and they all basically come down to a couple of core issues. All right, so this part right here, they're essentially kind of saying that people that don't support this epic exclusivity deal are below our community and don't fit in with our community and it doesn't seem like it now 
But if you see some of the interactions on their Discord, which I will also go into as well, it, it starts to become more apparent that if you don't fall in line with their beliefs, if you don't fall in line with the whole, with, with what they're doing, then you are below us and you are below our community and you don't belong. But I'll, I'll, get, I'll get into that when I start going through the Discord messages. But here's where they start to uh, pose their arguments for why they did this and, um, and, and kind of, in, in their minds, discredit the arguments against Epic Store, uh, the Epic Game Store. So the first one, Epic Game Store doesn't have as many features as other stores. As a user of both Steam and Epic Game Store myself, I haven't had any issues with using Epic Game Store to buy and play games personally. But regarding the features that are still missing, that's just sort of the way software is developed. Things take a lot longer to develop properly than people tend to realize, and nobody comes to market with perfect software. I remember way back when I plopped the disc for Half-Life 2 into my PC for the first time and was forced to install this new thing called Steam. It was barely, it was a barely functional mess back then, as anyone who used it from that time period can tell you. It had been like it had it had like 15 years to improve. If it wasn't worthwhile to improve, it wouldn't have been and you wouldn't still be using it. I'm sure there's a team of folks working on launch uh, on launcher features for Epic Game Store, but their work depends on the platform being worthwhile from a market share perspective to keep going. So this whole argument was an argument that I have seen pretty often um, in support of Epic Game Store, and it is that Steam took 15 years to improve. And also there's this whole... Uh, as a user of both Steam and Epic Game Store myself, I haven't had any issues with using Epic Game Store to buy and play games personally. Just because you don't use the features that other people rely on as often doesn't mean that it is still it's not still a legitimate issue. Because a lot of people do rely on these features pretty heavily on Steam, but the but since the Epic Game Store doesn't have it, it would be much pref uh, much more preferable for them to continue using Steam. So again, this whole argument of I haven't hit, had any issues with it, so nobody else should have issues with it is kind of a mutt point. Uh, but going on the argument of the whole taking 15 years to improve, yes, the yes Steam did take 15 years to improve, but at the same time, at the time. Steam was the only platform of its type, so it had no, it had nothing to really um, look to at, uh, for for um, for um, influence. You know, it had nothing to go off on. It was just kind of like this new thing that nobody had done before, and so they had to take a long time to improve their launcher. But the problem with this argument is that. There are so many other platforms to look at and take inspiration from. You are trying to compete in a market. So when you are trying to compete in a market, you have to provide an equally valuable or better platform in order to compete with them. These, all these issues that the Steam had 15 years ago don't exist anymore, except in the Epic Game Store. So... You had all this stuff to take inspiration from, but you didn't. You Instead, Epic Game Store decided to rush out a launcher that is lacking in features and artificially create the competition by forcing people onto the platform. And that's not okay. Because it is, again, artificial competition. 
If you want people to come to your platform, create a good platform, create something that is equally as good as Steam or better, preferably better than Steam. But that's not what the Epic Games Store did. And so I don't, I, this point doesn't really work because you already have all these, all these features and all this stuff that has been perfected that the Epic Games Store does not offer. It should not take them 15 years to improve. They should already be at the same level. Uh, So the next one, it's anti-consumer to have exclusives. This is the most common complaint about Epic, but I don't think people have really thought it through. I can understand the frustration of having to buy different consoles to play the games you want, but there's no extra cost to use Epic Game Store. The store and launcher just require a free sign-up. It's not like having to pay for HBO and Netflix and Hulu to watch all the shows you want. It's more like just having to press a button on your remote to change between free TV channels. This... So, Yang Ya, uh, which is another YouTuber that does, you know, commentary videos and and new and gaming news, talked about this point a bit, and he made a really good point about this. This trying to compare the Epic Game Store to HBO, Netflix, Hulu, and and free TV shows is it's not doing it justice because when you are changing between different channels you are getting you you're not expecting a completely different experience uh, or a completely inferior experience you're changing between different channels to you know watch different shows but the 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 experience is inherently the same you are watching a different show when you are switching between launchers like steam epic game store and things like that you are getting a completely different experience um and in epic's case you are getting a completely inferior experience uh, because video games are more interactive and, and require more user participation. And so trying to compare it to co- trying to compare it to this isn't really doing it justice. Uh, goes on. It's also really disappointing to see folks threatening to pirate a game just because they can't get it on the game launcher they're used to. Feeling like you're owed the product of other people's work on your terms or else you'll steal it is the epitome uh, epitome of the word entitlement that people use to discuss immature, toxic gamers. I don't support pirating. Uh, I totally get that. I don't think people should be pirating these games um, because especially when it's an indie game and the indie, indie developers are struggling to get money already. But here you, you see this a lot that a lot of people are starting to uh, this term that a lot of people are u- trying to use and that's gamer entitlement and toxic game culture but this there are a lot of people that don't support what you're doing that are doing this in a very mature uh in a very mature way and to to classify everyone as toxic gamers and entitled is a little it's a little ridiculous but uh, I'm, I'm not going to fault them on this particular part too much because, again, I don't agree with pirating either. Uh, going on, I get the appeal of wanting to seek out things to get angry about. Venting anger is cathartic and natural, but let's just let's have just a little perspective about what we decide to get angry about. Look at the things going on around you and ask yourself if there might be anything just a tad more worthwhile to be upset about. Here are just a few suggestions. Uh, Climate change, human rights abuse, the new Twitter desktop UI, the last season of Game of Thrones. Those last two were jokes. Please don't yell at people about them. So let's remember that this is all low stakes video game stuff we're dealing with here. Nothing to get worked up about. And I, Ben Perlamps, 
who will be around on Discord to answer any questions and talk through any concerns or confusions that might still have. Okay. Um, this one is, it's really, it's really something. You're basically saying that people can't be mad about multiple things at once. And you're basically saying that people are more mad about this than bigger issues. That's really looking down on your community. This is really looking down on gamers in general. You can be mad about more things than uh, more things at once, uh, about multiple things at once. And people know that climate change and human rights abuses are big problems. Just because those things are worse than what this is doesn't mean that this isn't a legitimate issue. The whole concept of, oh, there's worse things out there means if, if everybody was following by that, uh, following that mindset, then we wouldn't have the issues that we have today. This is, it's really, it's really hard to kind of articulate how I feel about this, but, but, but yeah, you shouldn't go by the mindset of there are worse things in life because then everyone can get away with everything. We get mad about these things to hold people accountable for them. And if we don't get mad at people, if we don't hold these companies accountable for what they're doing, then they will just get away with everything, like I, like I said, and we wouldn't have the ecosystem that we have right now. We would just have a bunch of shitty shit going out. Just this, this, this whole thing of, okay, let's take loot boxes as an example. Well, loot boxes probably isn't really a great example, but you, you, you guys pretty much get what I'm saying here. This, this is a ridiculous argument of like the argument of there are better, there are worse things uh, to be angry about. It's, it's just ridiculous because again, you can be mad about different, uh, about multiple things at once and you got to hold people accountable for what they're doing. This, this is ridiculous, but let's go into some of these discord interactions that uh, shall we. And this kind of really shows the character of the people behind these games. So per lamp one of the people, uh, one of, one of the people that are uh, one of the guys that's working on this um, had a lot of interesting interactions with people on Discord. And this isn't even like the full extent of it. This is only some of them. So this first thing we got, uh, if anything, you guys make me want to rip into gamers more. You're a game developer. Your audience is gamers. If you don't like gamers, why are you developing video games? If you don't like and like you're making video games, so why are you attacking your audience? This is just ridiculous. This isn't how you get people to 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 support your products. And a lot of this is kind of it's kind of backed by the whole we got the money up front, so we don't care anymore. We don't care about you guys anymore. You guys don't do anything for us anymore. And it it just gets even worse with some of the interactions that are in there. I think when a lot of a lot of the kids here get older and have to get jobs, their idea of what selling out is will change. I don't understand what people use shopping carts on video game storefronts. Okay, this one's a little, a little, a little stupid. So one of the big issues with at the Epic Game Store right now is the lack of a shopping cart. And as part of an anti-fraud uh, system, they 
when you buy too many games all at once, it stops letting you buy games and, and it's it's part of this whole anti-fraud thing. And that is a major issue because of its lack of a shopping cart. <laughs> um, so if you don't understand that, you're kind of stupid. <laughs> Uh, this next one by one up uh, chef Rip Etica. Yeah, you've got to realize you aren't just talking directly to the 4chan redditors. Um, that's a, sorry. Yeah, but you've got to realize you aren't just talking directly to the 4chan slash redditors. That's opposed to everyone who is or was interested in the project. I get the pre frustration, but like, come on, man, killed killed my enthusiasm for the game to see the blog being so condescending to all your fans. And their response, the frothing anger over literally a free game launcher you don't like is proof that the tone matched the target of that tone. And that target is not the audience of Ooblets, who is honestly above that stuff. Another situation where he is basically just saying, if you don't support my beliefs, if you don't agree with me, then you are not a part of this community. You don't belong here and we don't want you there. But there are, and and this is also treating every person that doesn't support their decision uh, or every person that doesn't support the tone of the article is a stupid, angry, entitled, toxic gamer. But they're not. Yes, there are some toxic people out there, but a big majority of the people that are upset by this are very reasonable people and are reasonably upset, but dealing with this in a very mature fashion. But... They're choosing to treat every single person the same and treat them all as titled, entitled toxic gamers. Uh, honestly, the biggest reason we didn't do a Kickstarter is we didn't want to deal with entitled baby gamers holding even more power over us. This one, I mean, you, you, you can basically see what he's talking about. Crowdfunding is a two-way exchange. People are funding your games. They are expecting something in return. I mean, that, that that's as much as I can really say there. I mean, look at how the devs are responding. They clearly couldn't care less if you buy their game and support or support them now that they have their epic cash. Man, I wish we didn't take an epic deal so we, we would have to care what all the entitled toxic gamers think. Again, another situation of, I already got the money, we don't care anymore, and uh, everybody's a, uh, a boo-boo, wah-wah baby. I think there's a disconnect between how you intended the post to be received and how it actually came across. No, I think the toxic entitled gamers took it as directed at them, just basically just throwing a tantrum. Uh, also, per your blog post, you stated, I don't expect much of our uniquely loving community to fit into this weird yada yada yada. I think you're de- you definitely wouldn't like ooblets in general. Again, I don't agree. Uh, you don't agree with me, so you don't belong in this community. I feel like equating communicating uh, business decisions from dev to consumer and in-game character dialogue feels really weird in the mal. The content of our game reflects us in the same way us not bending over backwards to baby gamers does. So you can see the type of people that are behind this. Um, this, this really is not how you announce these things again if they had just stopped at at, they had very legitimate reasons for for taking the epic game deal the the epic game store deal very legitimate reasons 
And if they had just led with those reasons, if they had just been respectful to their community, if they had just been normal people about this, this wouldn't have come to bite them in the butt in this way. But after seeing those Discord uh, interactions, after seeing the type of people they are, I mean, it's no wonder they chose to do this. And now it's it's coming to bite them in the butt. But it's not going to hurt as much as it should because they already got their Epic Game Store money. Uh, anyway, if you have any questions or topics for us to talk about, you can send them on over to heywereplayin at gmail.com. That's H-E-Y-W-E-R-E-P-L-A-Y-I-N at gmail.com. If you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do that and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcasting service is. Leave a rating on them as well. It definitely helps us show up uh, show up more in the, uh, in, in the stuff. And um, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with this really weird episode of the Haycast. And I'll catch you guys next time.